Bonjour, everyone, and welcome to Meet Us in Paris, the podcast about all things travel, be it food, what to pack for your next trip, or your next exotic destination. I'm your host, Sen, and I'm joined by my incredible co-host, Nicole. Hello, everyone. Hey. hey today, <laughs> it's been a while. Um, today, we're, <laughs> today, we're embarking on a journey of wanderlust and discovery as we dive into the captivating world of travel again. Surprise, if you come to a travel podcast, we're going to talk you through, unfortunately, our inner minds, and my mind is disturbing, let me tell you, and our thought process, checklists, and inspiration boards and ideas, how we decide where we're going to go to next. Nicole and I have different travel styles and interests. It's really interesting. We have age differences, cultural differences, and I'm we're kind of excited hearing each other's Patterns, yeah, not absolutely. just you guys hopefully hopefully not and along the way we'll reveal why we're drawn to particular places um whether that is rich history delectable food beautiful landscapes or the vibrant cultures we'll get into all of it plus we'll provide tips and tricks for planning your own epic adventures but before we dive into our destination deliberations. It's time for a quick commercial break to help us keep the lights on. Stick around and we'll be right back with our first travel destination candidate. Meet Us in Paris is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education and Notes by Nicole. Looking for a new career? Check us out at ce.uci.edu for our career boosting courses. Looking for some trip ideas or getting the most from your vacation? Check out Notes by Nicole at N-O-T-E-S-B-Y-N-I-K-O-L dot com. Welcome back, everyone. So, Zen, yes. where do we want to travel next and why? What's on your list of like, on the top of your list, where do you want to go and why? Oh, you know what? On the, t- okay. On the top of my list right now is I want to go back to Italy. Oh. Um, now, that destination always gives back. I mean, you can never go wrong with Italy. Yeah, yeah. I actually have been to Italy um, two or three times. And actually, strangely enough, over um, periods of different decades, actually. And, really? you know, it's really interesting when you see Italy because when you go back to Italy, so much has changed and so much mm-hmm. has stayed exactly the same, okay. you yeah. know? So it's, it's, it's neat to see some changes, but at the same time, it's, it's, you go back and it's like an old familiar friend. Um, yes. I'm not sure if this is a good choice of why I chose it, but I'll tell you why I choose okay. places. Um, some, some of it deals with, first of all, there's something about, obviously about a country that piques my interest. So mm-hmm. in the past, I've chosen places like Japan because I really liked anime. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm a big anime fan and I always saw lots of pictures of the different types of toys. I, you hear stories about samurai and culturally it seems so different. So yeah. there's ones like that. Um, please, there's also the kind of, unfortunately, is um, following the Joneses, is that you have to go to the places that everyone talks about, meaning mm-hmm. 
Um, it's like everyone goes to France. Why? Well, because France is amazing. And mm. the thing is, like, everyone else does it, and you want to do it too because you want to see what's there. So mm-hmm. there's the usual culprits. You know, you want to go to Paris, you want to go to London, you want to go to yeah. um, Rome and stuff like that because it's something that the, the reason why they're so popular is there's something amazing there. And even if you don't know what it is, it's just, I just choose it because of that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. And then yeah. the last choice is food. Of course. Like food. Is, yeah. It, yeah. Is it because of like a show that you've watched before or particular food that you like enjoy when you go out eating here and you want to see the original version of that? So somewhere on my list is two two countries that are on my list. Not at the top of the list, but it's it's not too far from the top. Okay. Is um Korea and Vietnam. Oh and I've seen uh I've seen, um, actually I like Korean food and Mm -hmm. as time has gone by, I I was like, I've been seeing about the Korean food. I've been seeing the culture. It's very interesting. And then of course now Korea is kind of popular because of all the K-pop. Oh yeah, definitely. So I think I'm, I'm, I don't have any interest in K-pop, but the fact that it's becoming almost like the country, like I almost feel like Korea is more popular with young people mm-hmm. than japan is now for some reason mm. it's just like the hot thing but i want to go to korea because of the food and also i'd be interested in visiting vietnam for the food and i'm also interested for the cultures of those two things as well so what, what, what about you what 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 what, mm-hmm. peaks, what what drives you to a country first um well interestingly i I think it's a combination of things um i know we mentioned a couple in our intro so when when i think about history one of the okay let me back up when i was working at travel zoo i had access to a lot of great deals so i think at certain points it was the discount on a destination that i had never considered like I typically when I don't know where to go I'm like where would I where am I going to be most surprised because it wasn't on my list um Mm. or because I I don't know anything about it and I would love to go and see it and just kind of experience that destination as is in Mm -hmm. person um so history wise I ended up going to Prague with my mom and my aunt and my grandma. It was a girl's trip um, because there was a really great deal that we, we used to run with Travel Zoo. Um, it was a week long package. I can't remember the price, but it was something crazy, like under a thousand dollars, including airfare and, and a nice hotel. And, and, you know, it had like all the things that we needed. It was going to take us very far. Um, and I was really surprised to, to just learn so much about that destination when I was there. So that's that. Um, but when I think about it now, and I think it, it kind of changes, don't you think? Like as you keep growing and learning about places, the way that you choose the next destination sort of changes as well. Um, oh, but yeah. For me, for me right now, I'm thinking um, I haven't covered any of the basics in Europe really? or if I have, I've only done it for like a long layover or like two days packed into a multi-city trip. 
Um, so okay, what's what's the basics? Really? No, you're off the show. (laughs) (laughs) You've been been, been demoted. I mean, go find another podcast. (laughs) (laughs) If I had known. Yeah, no, I, I didn't know that was a requirement to be on the podcast. No, <laughs> that's, yes, that's kind of, like, but but once again, that's going back to this, like, it's it's the staples, right? It's that mm-hmm. everyone visits and there's a reason to go. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What so, other ones? Actually, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. There is this one. London, I was there for like 10 hours and I loved it and I would like to go back and see it, like experience it over a week or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Amsterdam. I haven't been. Um, I haven't been to Barcelona. Um, I haven't been to Lisbon. Like all the major. Oh, there's. I haven't hit all those either. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, no, I mean, because there's so many places to travel, and then not just mm-hmm. that. It's just like doing the repeats. Mm-hmm. You know, I I guess like you know I I you know I've been I think okay. Even though it's where my family is originally from, mm-hmm. I think I've spent nearly at least half a year in Taiwan. Wow. Just over the years. Just because every couple of years I go back, I spend a week or mm-hmm. two, yeah. I stayed there for a month, and I believe I've at least spent half a year in Taiwan. And I keep on going back because half a year is actually not enough time to experience a place. No, it's not. You it know, really you know, if you really want to learn about a place, you can't, that's not enough time. So you keep mm-hmm. on going back to the places you like, but then yeah. I kind of go, it's like, you know, I had to mix it up because I can't keep on going to the same place all the time, you know? Yeah. So I actually so, pick places like, no, it can't be Taiwan and it can't be Japan again. <laughs> Those are the two areas is like, right. I can't go back there again. It's like, yes, I want to go back. And, and like, actually it's my wife and I was like, well, you know, Kyoto's not Tokyo. So because <laughs> like, we always it's end up in Tokyo. Yeah. So that's so. <laughs> technically a place we haven't visited, you know? So. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and you mentioned food. I the only reason I traveled for food was actually Mexico because it was for Day of the Dead. I think I said this in one of our previous episodes, but Day of the Dead for me was such a cultural like season that I wanted to experience. After honestly, after watching the movie Coco, um, the Disney movie, I really wanted to see that in person. And because Day of the Dead is mostly focused it's really all across the uh, the country but um there's like smaller towns magical towns that have all the cultural richness of that of that season so oaxaca was on my list last year and it was it was kind of the trifecta of all the things that i wanted on my next trip it was really good food a cultural immersion and it was close by to the U.S. where I could leave for two weeks and I could still work and play. Um, so that was probably one of my favorite, favorite experiences. It's like I legitimately went to eat. I had a list of restaurants that I wanted to hit. And um, that's that was the reason why I made it there. Have you ever... Um 
traveled and done local trips. I mean, like for food, like, you know, like, for example, Oxnard, California, you're you lived in Southern California for a while. Oxford, California is known for their strawberry festival. Yes. I mean, do you ever do like kind of local trips to experience local fairs? Yeah. Yeah, I'll do those. Um, Not as often as you would think. I think I would much. There's higher chances of me taking an airplane for food or something like that than going on a festival here. But um, yeah, I can't remember the last time I did that. But I remember doing um, strawberries in California. In Miami, actually, now in November, December, there's a a local um, farm in the south of Miami in the area called Homestead, where this this is a farm that only produces strawberries as well. Um, And when they're in season, they open their shop and they have these cinnamon buns. They're sticky buns. Oh, cool. And they're super warm. And because it's like maybe a week or two of cold weather, everyone drives down there, gets that with like a hot coffee or cider, and you get boxes of these cinnamon buns because everyone oh. knows about it. It's Knott's Berry Farm. If anyone is in Miami. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. You need to go to Knott's Berry Farm in Homestead and get a sticky bun. So good. Yeah, I. You know, I I wasn't sure if that counted, you know, day trips, but, <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't do them as much in California, but when I lived in Ohio, there's so many little cities and this so agricultural and lots mm. of cities are known for their individual things. So like, yeah. um, there's like, I can't remember which city, but they have a pumpkin festival. And mm-hmm. I mentioned this before you go to the pumpkin festival, they have the pumpkin queen, you have the pumpkin hamburgers they somehow mix pumpkin into the hamburger meat um yeah they build like a 10 foot yeah it's not particularly good but (laughs) (laughs) but it's different (laughs) but it's different right you have the um they bake this huge you know like 15 foot pumpkin pie that sits in the window and especially and everyone goes in and looks at the pumpkin pie and then like all the kids stick their fingers in it and they're not supposed to and you know it's it's (laughs) so i think it's really fun to go see them and you learn about the history i mean even here it's like finding little places to go find i mean you find these little cities that Mm -hmm. they have their own unique history even though they're not that far away from you so yeah no, that's that's totally fair. Um, no, I don't think I've done like larger local trips just for food. Um, Circleville, Circleville, that's the name okay. of the place. So the, I'm, the pumpkin place. Yeah, the pumpkin place. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, that's so, fun. So, have you been in? So, okay, so we've talked a little bit about all the different reasons why we've gone to like food ever go for views mm-hmm. or i'm mean, like it, are you like one of those like, like landscapes you landscapes or things like that <laughs> yeah actually one of the destinations that i plan for mainly for like nature related reason was iceland and i think most people go to iceland for that because you can see the northern lights really beautifully um So we did that with my mom for her 50th birthday. Um, 
and the main the main act of that week was us going um on what they call um like a hunt for the lights because they oh, show yeah. up it's almost like trying to catch a um a rainbow right like a rainbow is gonna do yeah. what it wants whenever it wants and yeah. northern lights also just show up whenever they decide to um so yeah, that was like the one that stuck out in my mind as one that we we planned specifically for that because it was a bucket list item for for my mom. Um, yeah, how about you? I would say any, you know, I I would say they're all secondary for me. So I mean, it's and what really? I mean is, yeah. So I don't like for okay, I yeah, yes and no. So like obviously not. I've gone to places like spent several days in Yosemite. Mm, okay. okay. And I've spent, cause it's like, you just want to see the, that's, you know, seeing the trees and seeing, I tell you what, there's nothing like experiencing Yosemite during like springtime in a convertible car. Wow. That sounds magical. Yeah. Wow. Because, and I'll tell you why is when you're driving through it, first of all, you know, if you like driving, which I happen to like driving, it's like, you kind of got these windy roads, but beyond that, it's like, you get to see all the different colors. You got all these different shadows that are blinking all around you. But yeah. usually when you're in your car, you have a top, but when you're driving around in a convertible and well, yeah, of course, there's no ceiling. But usually when you're driving the convertible, you're looking at sky. But instead, you're completely surrounded by these huge sequoia trees. So there's That's breaking beautiful. up the skies with all these beautiful trees. It's, and then the other part is those types of places, because you're going slower speeds, you, you don't ex just you don't experience it only visually. You experience it through temperature and smell mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you're smelling the trees you're smelling dampness you're it, it's strange how much the temperature can change because you go to a little opening and it's a little bit warmer but once you start going through the trees the temperature drops yeah. yeah so you're it's like a it's experience you're getting the sights you're getting the sound you're feeling the temperature you don't get a taste part of it but it, it's just experiencing it wholly most of the time I've gone to, you know, Joshua tree and lots of public, you know, national parks, but mm -hmm. usually it's because I'm actually in Tokyo. And since I'm already in Tokyo, I might as well go see Mount Fuji. Mount Fuji is not the, <laughs> I see. it's not the draw, yeah. but if I'm yeah. already there, let's go see Mount Fuji while we're here. So would you travel then to see like wonders of the world or would that be also secondary for you? You mean like which you mean like the Grand Canyon or you're talking about No, say like the Great Wall of China. Um been there, but um Chichenitsa, things like that. I feel like those sometimes are like the main the main draw for trips like that. But I'll give you an example. I went to Tulum not realizing how how close we were to Chichen Itza. Mm -hmm. Um and it kind of kicks myself for it because we could have gone but because we planned such a short time in Tulum I mm -hmm. did not did not make it to to see it so that was kind of like a second secondary thought I didn't realize how close we were um but wondering if you also if you've okay. ever traveled before all right so I've been to China 
but since I was in China, I wanted to see the Great Wall of China. I probably would consider going to see the pyramids. I, you know, Taj Mahal, I would probably go, you know, not as high on my list, right? But yeah. I would love, you know, Taj Mahal. But if I, and if I, I really want to go to, um, oh, geez, where Christ the Redeemer is um, in South uh, America. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to see Christ the Redeemer. So yeah, I mean, um, I've seen the Colosseum, but because but I was already in, in Italy. I was already in Italy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen Grand Canyon. I didn't know they thought Eiffel Towers. Yeah, so yes, I would consider it. I I skipped Stonehenge the last time I went. Hmm. So um, it's just there's things I wanted to do that weren't a bunch of rocks in the field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i get it there's some some of these big uh destinations I, are beautiful to to experience for a, a short period of time i was going to try to see easter island but the logistics of easter island is hard hard you, you know how to do that right you have no to i actually don't how do you so, do so 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 easter island is part of chile mm-hmm. yeah and so and i th- from what I found, at least at the time, the only flights that you can go to Easter Island come out of Chile. Correct. So you can't fly to like lots of, let's say, Ecuador Airport and then go directly to Easter Island. Easter Easter Island. You you had to fly down to Chile and then from Santiago, then you had to fly out. And then there's actually not a lot of accommodations on Easter Island either. So, yeah. you know, once you get there, you can go around and take a look at everything, but there's not a lot of accommodations. And so the end kind of one of the things is the only thing to see on Easter Island is the statues, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like a, it's a one trick pony. And then if you're going to leave there, the only place you can go to directly from Easter Island is back to Santiago, so it's kind of mm-hmm. like you have to make that your destination. It's not like, oh, I'll go. Th- maybe I'll go to, um, you know, I'll go to Brazil for a little bit. Then from Brazil, I'll go to Easter Island. Then from Easter Island, I'll, I'll go over to um, <clears throat> you know, Bolivia. It's kind of yeah. like Chile is your only in and out of that place. Mm-hmm. Um, so that and I, I, I the last time I was in Chile, I almost did it but it was gonna wipe out like two days while i was there it's like yeah i'd rather spend more time in santiago so yeah it's a tricky one i i still haven't really met that many people who have gone yeah um so i've known a handful because my family my wife's family is chilean but at the same time it's like you know it it it, it, they don't make it easy no (laughs) you have to work for it and you then you get there it. and you see stones. <laughs> yeah, and there, I, I, I want to see them, but it's just like you know. But maybe there's other places first. Yeah, definitely. How about um, cultural? What I think you talked about the cultural, um, like vibrant cultures that have drawn you to travel, right? Yeah, right. I think it's mostly what I you know learn about the culture on TV. I mean, like okay. YouTube or, you know, like, for example, anime, anime, right. I learned about yeah. anime and that interests me in the culture. Food mm-hmm. is one of those things like I used to love to watch Anthony Bourdain because food tells you so much about the culture because yeah. um, if they eat pork, 
and no cow it's because of this type of thing or if they eat cow but they don't eat pork there, there's also or there's lots of fish that means they live close to the ocean and mm -hmm. the food dictate i mean the 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 region dictates the food and then mm -hmm. because of it lots of times culture is based around anyways so food i love food um but there's recently the two that i wanted i like i mentioned was vietnam and korea how about you do you ever yeah. want to go to somewhere for the food specifically um not not besides mexico i haven't or i don't really oh, have yeah that's really asked out. you but but i'll say culture i went from culture to culture. food i'm sorry sorry <laughs> it's okay culture is what culture i really wise, um i did i did i would qualify india as the culture like vibrant culture reason that i said yes to um and it was also one of those destinations where I knew it was huge. I didn't realize how big. Um, I knew there were a lot of different big uh, landscapes that I wanted to see, but I didn't want to do it by myself. So I left it up. This one was kind of up to fate. I think that sometimes I, I do that. I say, you know, I really do want to go to India, but like, I'm not going to make an effort to plan that right now because I want it to happen in a certain way. Um, and so for me, it was important to have a group of people that knew about the, the country and had insider knowledge of things um, of how to move around there. Mm -hmm. um, so that's why I chose to wait until someone would get married over there. And lo and behold, <laughs> <laughs> I know that's kind of like a risky move to ask the universe. Like whenever oh this person, married, that's funny. <laughs> so that's, that's why I chose that. But also I was, I was interested in the culture. Um, I don't think that without the, this wedding and, and these like other factors that I would have made the jump on my own, but I am so glad that I did because, and, and that actually kind of like reminded me of why I should go to destinations where I don't know much about or I might have preconceived notions of the culture, the food or how it might be. India was totally a, like a box of, of beautiful, delicious chocolates that I was not expecting. Nice. <laughs> Just so many different, like the scents, the, the, the food, the trade, the people um and it 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 reminded me of latin america in different ways it reminded me of um of bolivia uh there were a lot huh. of things that were overlapping there were certain brands that were out there that i had only seen in bolivia so yeah that would be the only reason why i would do something like that but, and that's how i chose india as well Okay, so now I have the, here's my question that I'm really kind of curious about, because this is, you and I had to have, I think we've had some overlap in how we choose places, but the one subject we didn't touch upon is, you, you, I want to know how you, now you've come up with a place that you want to go, I want to learn, I, how, how, what's your process of getting there? Yeah, that's a Because yours has to be really different than mine, because the thing is that you being a travel expert, being in an industry, you must have some tips or some different thinking than I do. So what, 
Tell me, tell me, tell me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I typically will look at a couple things when I'm thinking about my next trip. Um, it's it's kind of a mixed bag of it's, it's kind of like baking a, a, a cake. Um, I add I think about like what is a destination that I have been dreaming about or thinking of a lot like Paris. You know, that that one I've been talking about every single year that that was going to be the year I would go to Paris. Um, and once I've chosen that destination, um, I'll look at anything that is trending around it. So I'll do some research on like travel blogs on TikTok, on um, some of our um, internal tools at Fora to see what people are booking and what people are talking about that's really good or what to avoid. Um, and then other external factors obviously play in uh, into the decision whether um, it, if it's currently a safe place to visit. Um, right. Are there any, you know, political factors that I should be aware of? Are there any flight restrictions going into that, uh, into that destination? Um, and then I get into more of like a personal preference time-wise. So I'll see what are the peak times, what are the, the shoulder periods that make sense um, and try to find, actually, I'm kind of giving you the secret sauce of how I put together trips for my, my clients, because this is exactly what I do. Um, I'll uh, look at the time frame that I want to um, target based on my availability and obviously how I can work with my job to make it happen. And, um, and then I'll, I'll start looking at hotels and flights. Um, that's also another thing that, that kind of defines it for me. But I'm someone who likes to plan kind of those steps to feel comfortable to take the leap. And if I see, you know, like India was a pretty expensive trip, right? Like that was a really far one. Um, so also being realistic with my timeline, um, for India, because it was a wedding, obviously the bride and groom gave us more than enough time to organize that like over a year. Um, and that was great. So then I had that India trip coming up in the future, but for the Paris one right now, um, I'm thinking really whenever there's a good price on the flight, I will make it work and I will kind of move my life to, to make that trip. Um, so that's a little bit of how I go through the process of like talking about this with you, Zen, on this podcast and then uh, actually getting on a plane and, and making it happen. Nice. How about you? Oh, um, I mean, first of all, the thing is that I have very specific budgets because I'm always now I'm bringing my daughter, my wife and I. So obviously there's, and then we only have certain times of year that we can go. Right. So it's essentially when my daughter, whenever my daughter's off. So yeah. it's like, you got spring, you got summer and then spring, summer, um, and then uh, fall. I mean, winter, those are the three mm -hmm. year times we can go. So then I look, so I look at the destination. I look at those three times, periods of time that we can go. I see uh, weather because yeah. I tell you what. 
if you've ever been to Italy during August, it's oh, miserable. Yes, it's, <clears throat> it's 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 yeah. So you take a look, and then I also look. Obviously, when is it going to be the most reasonable to pay for it? And so yeah. the so the that's that's kind of the first step. So it's 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 a balance between weather, timing, and then also cost. And so lots of times it will be a little bit of a compromise. Well, we'll go early summer. It's going to be a little bit hot, but it's a little bit less expensive. And then also my daughter's off. So that that's kind of where, that's kind of our starting point of when we're going to go. Mm-hmm. And then after I figure out the pricing, well, not necessarily, not in this order. I look at every single day and I try to figure out what you know what does everyone suggest you do yeah okay so you go through the t- typical list you know you just google or now you can do chat gpt or whatever it's like what are the top 15 things to do in paris yeah. you know whatever you know and then they, and all the lists you know if you got asked for 10 eight of them are going to be identical so you put mark those off yeah exactly <clears throat> and then you choose those that align with what you want that align with what kind of person you are but i also try to do is like um tell me some off the uh you know unusual things to do in rome Mm -hmm. and then that's when it starts to get more interesting that you start getting some those are the ones you start going to the blogs and um you know like for example it's like tell me some interesting things to do in japan and one of the things is like, oh, you know, I forget which blog it was, but someone said, you need to go visit the J- Tokyo's oldest rice cracker, f- cracker factory. And it's like, oh, wow. That sounds amazing. I want to yeah. do that. You know, this, and I hung out there watching make rice crackers the old fashioned way instead of machine. There's a bunch of people sitting around a coal stove, fanning off these rice crackers, turning them with chopsticks. And it was like, wow, this is really interesting. So I try to find some off the beaten path things. Mm. Um, and then also I try to mix in my hobbies. I reverse engineer some of my hobbies. So yeah. like, and what I mean is like, you know, I don't have to do this, but I'm a fountain pen collector. So it's like, are they famous for fountain pens? Are they famous for, you know, like, is there someone somewhere, like, is there somewhere in Istanbul that some guy makes fountain pens? It's like, cool, mm-hmm. someone makes fountain, you know, I don't always get it, but sometimes I do. Yeah. Um, also, I like to bring things back that are unique. It's like, what are is this area known for and what mm-hmm. represents, you know, so I'm always looking you know, what's kind of the symbol of this area? What are they known for? And I want to yeah. go to that and find out and learn more about it. Um, and then I also look at the museums and then I put together a list. Um, I know you do this is that, and I map it out. Mm-hmm. I do that. Yeah. We were talking the about best. this. I don't know on the podcast, but at one point, but uh, we both map it out on Google maps and you put little pins down everywhere that you want to go to because you know and sometimes they're quite far away and then what i'll start to do is once they're all on the map i'll start drawing circles around groups of pins oh yeah so circles around the groups of pins and the reason why is like 
day one, we're going to do, they may be completely unrelated, but we're going to go to the rice cracker factory. Then we're going to go to this museum and then we're going to go to this bar or whatever. Mm-hmm. And because they're all close together. And then yeah. the next day we'll go somewhere and it's like, oh, what's this group of pins? And then I'll circle that group of pins. And that's what we're going to do on day two. This is what we're going to do on day three. And then I also, it's like out of these four, let's say there's four or five things. What's the one thing that I don't need to go to? And that's the last thing I schedule in a day. Wow. So like if we like the other things so much that we decide to stay there, the last thing on our list just gets dropped off and we don't go. Huh. Interesting. I never schedule for something that I'm not interested in. Maybe that's a good way of doing it, though. You're you're interested, but it's like not high priority. Yeah, it's like, you know, on a list of five, I want to do these five things. But like if I miss number five, it's not going to kill me. So we put that on the list. So like if we really love two and three, we want to stay in the park for a little bit. Okay, do you want to stay in the park longer or do you want to drop number five that's on our list of things to do today? And then I also have free time that on occasion is like, well, with our free time, do we want to pick up any of these things that we missed? We couldn't make it to. Right. I actually even set aside time for free time because I'm that kind of weird project <laughs> manager. <clears throat> and now we take a break. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like exactly. Well, so, I, I would love to see how we would travel together. Zen. Probably terribly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we would come back and say, this episode is the last episode because we cannot hang together anymore. Exactly. (laughs) Well, this was fun. I think we covered a lot of really interesting stuff today. Yeah, me too. Well, awesome. Is it is it your turn to speak, Zen, or is it mine? Yeah. Well, I guess you know. I think this. I think we're done, right? So we're done. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for tuning into our where and why you know podcast. We hope that you guys had maybe you were enlightened. What do you think? Check out our webpage on our podcast page. Leave some comments. Find us there. Yeah, and if you're newer to our podcast, check out some of our older ones on. Uh, the things we hate about travel, hotel hacks, and condiments from around the world. That was a good one. Yeah. Meet us in Paris is the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education Production in partnership with Notes by Nicole. Check them out at, we'll start with Notes by Nicole, N-O-T-E-S-B-Y-N-I-K-O-L dot C-O-M and C-E dot U-C-I dot E-D-U. And thanks again for tuning in. Bye. Bye.